get to it. First question. Uh, so would you say being a director affects the way you write and vice versa? Um, you mean if being a director affects the way I approach screenwriting? Um, definitely it does affect. But um, what, what you do as a writer is while you write, you try to um, write as a writer and not as a director, even if you're 100% certain to be directing the project. However, um, uh, writer-directors tend to approach screenwriting differently from writers who just write for directors. Because as a writer-director, you know the editing process, you know scenes that can work, you know you can already see the challenges, you literally can see everything, you know, unlike the screenwriter who can actually visualize the story and the story, but doesn't really have um, a great idea of what happens in the editing room. Okay, all right. So, so um, let's talk about the challenges with this, you know, so being a screenwriter and being a director, you know, so the bigger the challenges that you face. So let's 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 talk about this. So so far, you told us exactly how you know how doing both basically affects they, they affect each other. So let's talk about the challenges that you face usually with uh, having yourself in this particular position. Okay, um, personally, I feel like they they are good challenges, not uh, negative ones, because as a writer director, it's it's such an interesting experience because um, the, the, the writing process in film is in three stages. And the first stage is the screenwriting process where you, you actually bring everything to life. You bring the, you visualize the story, the, the characters, you give them life. You know, you add some small nuances to all the characters. You know, you create drama and then you just tell a story. And then the second stage, is the, the directing, where the director mm. tells the story with the aid of the camera, the, the visual, uh, the production team, you know, technical department, lighting, costume design, and all of that. You know, mm. in, in, that, in that phase, you, you're trying to make the story more realistic. You're bringing, with the aid of actors, you're, you're bringing scripts to paper sorry, you're bringing a paper to reality. You're bringing what is on the script to reality. You're giving, okay. giving life to it, you know, which is the stage that I actually, um, I actually, re I actually, um, I actually feel like that stage is like the magic of filmmaking where the actors actually come in and then they get to do their beats. They get to make the dialogue, they get to actually make you feel the dialogue and make you feel the emotions and take you into their world, drive, uh, dr take you deep into the world of the characters. And then the third and final stage is the editing process mm -hmm. where you have to actually rewrite the script again. I have um, been part of um, a production where I had to literally rewrite scenes in the editing process and they were different from what I had imagined while I was filming, and they were different from what I had imagined while I was writing. So for me, I feel like it's it's a creative challenge because it it forces you to it, it forces you to dig deep and it forces you to actually 
realize how interesting the film process can be and how, how much collaboration, how important collaboration is. So for me, those, those are like the challenges, but I mean, interesting challenges. Okay. So um, as we know, when it comes to a director or a screenwriter working on a project, but I guess mostly for directors, what you have is with the studio that you're working with or you know, basically whoever's sponsoring your movie, they have their own ideas, right? So yeah. most people always have back and forth with uh, the direction they want the movie to go. So let's talk about creative control. So how much creative control do you have with um, you know, working on most of these projects? And then for you, where exactly do you feel like, you, you know, uh, as far as the creative control is concerned, maybe if I don't have completely, maybe 90%, uh, to an extent, there are some parts where I have to say, look, I know it's, I know this is what you want, but I have to draw the line here so I do not lose my own um, influence or identity in a movie. So how much creative control do you have with um, most of the products, uh, sorry, most of the projects that you work on? Um, for most of the projects, I've been lucky enough to have 100% creative control on That's most good. of my projects because the people who finance the projects actually saw the script and believes totally that I could um, bring it to reality. However, there, there are times when you, it happens mostly in the editing process when you're um, taking the producer through the, the film and they, they, they feel like, okay, maybe this film should end this way. Maybe the film should start with this uh, scene rather than the, the one you're starting with, you know, like they want to make small inputs and all of that. Personally, it's I don't I don't see it as a big problem as as long as it's it's it doesn't um, affect your story. If it doesn't affect, if it doesn't change anything, for me, I would I would I would always listen. I would I would always because I mean I love I love collaboration in filmmaking, even though mm -hmm. I believe that a director should have total creative control when it comes to filmmaking. I, I, it, my personal opinion is that producers shouldn't have um, as much say when it comes to the actual process of making the film, especially the production and the post-production process. But then again, the producers are the one financing the projects. They have to get their money back. So most of the time they are looking at it from a commercial perspective. So it's also important for a director to also look at things from their perspective as well and try to realize that. I mean, if a producer wants a happy end, um, a happy end and that's the marketing strategy that they, they are using, they, they, they intend to adopt to, to, to market the film. I feel like mm -hmm. a director should, um, should be collaborative enough to listen and see through that option dialogue with the producers and the executive producers and come up with the best for the film. Because at the end of the day, as long as the film is not out, a lot of things can actually change. So I feel like at the end of the day, it should be a collaborative process to get the best project out. But yes, answering to your question, yeah, I've had 100% um, creative control. Okay, so uh, let, let's talk about the challenges uh, you face, or, or basically just uh, how the process 
the process that you go through when it comes to writing some of your scripts. So now, I mean, we're in Nigeria, and hey, if you compare a foreign script with the exact same pr premise to a Nigerian script with the exact same premise, you realize that there are many things, regardless of how similar they are, that still have to change. You know, so would you say this uh, being a Nigerian director, you know, especially with Nollywood and so on, would you say this? stifles some of your, your creative processes when it comes to screenwriting? It does. It does. Um, I think it's important for me to use a certain Ghanaian film as an example. I watched um, Azali. Um, I think it's been nominated. It's been sent to the Oscars for nomination. A very mm. beautiful Ghanaian film. Um, I watched... The, the first thing I thought when I was watching the film is the average Nigerian filmmaker would never make this film because um, you're, you're talking about a film where you're watching a film where the, the lead character is a little child and most of the characters in the film are not known. They are not popular. They are just, you know, actors that can act and do a good job. But that's, yeah. not, that's not even the thing. The, the thing about the movie is the moving from one location to the other, which... I have realized is a very big problem in Hollywood. We, we um, producers in Hollywood want to film 70% of the scenes in one room, one sitting room, one apartment, you know, move to the, um, another location, shoot 20%, you know, take some stab shots and then a film is done. But with, with what I noticed about Azali and um, a few other African films like uh, Jerusalem, Gangsters Paradise and um, um, Sosi, also a South African film. It's story driven and they let the characters actually take you around these locations, which is my own perspective of how a film should be because my belief is a film is as much as its social environment and how how can you talk about a social environment when you're locked up in a room filming? The, the mm -hmm. outdoors, the, ex, the exteriors, they are, they are so important. Those, those are like mm -hmm. the, 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 the scenes that, the things that actually, you know, define your film and, you know, sell the story. They, they, are, they are the little things that decide if your film is going to be a good film or a great film. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, obviously we face a lot of challenges here, but I, I feel like the major challenge we face in Hollywood is location when it comes to filming. You know, it's 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 so hard moving from the, the, the system here makes it very difficult for you to actually write a script where the character actually takes you around Lagos, you know? Say for example, as a filmmaker, you want to, you're writing a script that is set in a Gute Meta and you're directing, you're nine months away from production, are you already having anxiety about having to deal with the boys in a Gute Meta? You're, you know, you're already stressing about all of those things. You know, so things like that, they, they kind of limit you. You know, you might end up having to make a decision to go to a particular area, maybe not even Gute Meta, maybe like a, like a, a safe path that is not, you know, and then you, you have to make the film. But at the end of the day, you would actually realize that the film would have been watered down because 
I mean, you're actually supposed to film in those locations. You're actually, what, what you're trying to do as a filmmaker is to show reality. You're trying to show this meta. You know, any person who lives in this place should be able to watch the film even 100 years from now and say, yes, this is this location. You're filming in the markets, you're filming in the public toilets, you're filming in the churches, you're filming, you're not hiding in one place and try to, you know, trying to quickly make a film and go back to um, go back to your safe haven and all. So yeah, that's that that said. But then again, I also feel like we as filmmakers in um, Nigeria, I feel like we're not um, not driven enough to actually face these challenges and defeat these challenges. I'm watching a documentary about Syria where a director actually um, spent seven years in Syria in different concentration mm -hmm. camps to make this film. And the first thing I told myself was, we are not ready for this. We are not yet ready for it. Filmmaking is it's a risky business. You have to you have to go all out. You have to just like Werner Herzog says, if the if he has a film in hell, he, he would go to hell to wrestle out that film. So mm -hmm. I feel like that is how we should be able to approach filmmaking in Nigeria. All right. That's actually uh that's a pretty brilliant thing to say. I agree as well. You know, do whatever it takes to ensure that your final product just turns out to be absolutely uh, spot on. So let's talk about the. You know, you're a screenwriter and a director. So if um, if you were to pick one above the other, if you said, okay, look, if maybe came down to it, there was a project that somebody wanted to work on, and they said, hey, Russell, this is the situation, man. You can't be both, right? But we need you. To, you can be either one. Okay, and they would pay just as much as such and such. So which one would you go for? Being a screenwriter or being a director? Um I feel like I feel like it's it will actually be a project per project decision. I mean if it's if it were, if it's a personal story, I would I would love to direct it because I would feel like I would, I'm in the best position to you know, make it come to reality. But if it's not a very personal story, I mean, I don't mind writing. I I think I actually enjoy the process of writing more than the filming because of every other thing that I'd mentioned in, in your previous question, you know, having to deal with the locations and all of this. I mean, when it comes to writing, I'm locked up in my room and it's just, it has to just do me and my discipline. And that's something I can actually fixed. So yeah, if it's not a personal project, I would um, rather write. You'd rather write. Yeah. Okay. So if I may ask you, so what, what particular uh, professional do you say you started with? You started with writing or you started with directing? And which one do you get the most joy from? Writing. So which yeah, one writing. gives you the most joy? I mean, because for some directors, there's a lot of joy watching your, watching what was written come to life. And then sometimes, of course, when you're screenwriting, just basically putting down what's in your head, what you've imagined to finally have like a structure that can also be very satisfying. So which one would you say is the most enjoyable for you? Um, okay, so so with filmmaking, you get to be with, um, you get, get to be with people for a period of time, I mean with that thing, and then you get to make friends, become family and really have this, 
beautiful moment with with actors and crew members where like it's just priceless right so that's like a different kind of joy you know but with screenwriting it's like you can you can realize 3 a.m in the morning that god is actually you know like there's beauty in this world because i mean you wake up and you have no idea what you're going to write but then you get these crazy ideas and it's 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 just really exciting truthfully i think i've derived more joy writing than filmmaking i think the joy i derive from writing is is just out of this world it's it's just pure joy it's it's just it's something i can't explain that's brilliant so let's see so i'm sure you've seen a lot of uh, i'm sure you know there are a lot of uh, cases where you have writers who are, who are also directors right you've seen that a lot with many productions especially in hollywood do you, do you sometimes yeah. feel do you sometimes feel uh, maybe for some of these guys and maybe some sometimes in your situation as well like one suffers because uh, you know that person is still trying to shoehorn the other role do you know what i mean maybe one particular role suffers just because the other person is trying to make sure that they they do both you know they multitask do you feel that some that happens sometimes um you mean for directors on set Yes, directors on sets who are also screenwriters. Do you feel, you know, because of this because I think most people prefer to do this rather than hire maybe uh, people who are more capable and then eventually one suffers either the script that they've written or maybe the director. Do you feel this happens? Uh have you seen it happen? Do you care to bring an example or two? If you're not willing to um, put yourself on the spot. Yeah. I I I wouldn't say I have I wouldn't say I've seen it happen but I I think I have an idea of what you of what you're asking but I think it's more common when directors produce as well because with with screenwriting your job literally ends with pre-production so um in fact a screenwriter doesn't have a lot of work to do in pre-production the director takes over from pre-production so i feel like it has more to do with when directors produce you know but i mean i i don't i don't have an experience where i um where the writing suffers because of the directing or where the directing suffers because of the writing i don't, I don't have that i think uh, i think we can agree with you also i guess um maybe most directors will face issues when they are the ones producing the movie yeah Yeah and then you know I, I guess in some in some way that actually does happen often so and unfortunately the production stuff a lot a lot of the time yeah a lot of but the doesn't, time but just ask, doesn't that kind I of help like, the director doesn't that kind of help the director um manage the expectations better because now they know what the production budget is they're in charge of it so now they don't need to have to beg the producer or try to convince anybody you know to maybe make a scene to make their scene that they visualize in their head come to life okay so so here is a basic truth um it's something that i've personally had to learn the hard way um production suffer when there is inadequate pre-production the mm-hmm. general the general idea we have of filmmaking here is you know write a script and you shoot but we ignore the pre-production process which is almost the most important part of the production 
Now, a director can produce a project and you wouldn't even notice because there was adequate pre-production, there was proper planning. Mm -hmm. Every crew member is responsible for what they are meant to do and they boss their different departments, right? Now, the same situation can happen and you'll see the director running everywhere because there was no proper pre-production. So personally, I feel like it's more of a pre-production issue because if everything is in place, you have good, uh, you have a good production manager and an assistant, you have your light guys, they know what they are supposed to do. You have your welfare people, you know, I don't see any reason where, I don't see any reason why a director should even be having um, a lot of production problems on set because you would have people in different departments handling these things for you. All right, all right, okay. So yes, um, I guess as we draw closer to, to wrapping this up, because obviously there's a lot that has been said, appreciate the fact that you were able to put this together, or should I say answer most of these questions, all the questions properly. The advice you have for people who are looking to just multitask in the industry, you know, for someone who has experience with that, being a screenwriter and a director, what advice would you just, you know, just something quick to let them understand exactly what they can expect or what exactly they shouldn't try and mix, for example, being a director and producer? Um, it, it depends. It, it depends on um, career path. Or from my own, from my personal experience, I would actually advise directors to learn how to write, even if they are not going to write professionally. It's, mm -hmm. it's important for directors to know the screenwriting process. Yeah. I, literally, I literally learned editing on the job as a director, right. Right. which isn't supposed to happen. I should, I should have had some good knowledge about editing, mm -hmm. but I learned while working with my editor, you know, so if, Things like that, they can actually discourage directors from wanting to continue because if you work with some editors who are not very collaborative, they might end up yeah. giving you a cut that is not your own version of the cut. But because you do not know what the editing process is, you would be left with no option but to accept it. Uh, for example, I had um, I was cutting a scene with my editor and he did, um, he did a cut that I didn't really like, and we, we were debating about it. And I mm -hmm. let him realize that, I let him realize that reverse cut of that same, a reverse, if he did like a reverse, a reverse of that same, um, so it's like, a, it's like, um, it's a pan, it's a slow pan, right? Yeah. So, so I tell the editor, why not do a reverse of this pan? And see how it works. Yeah. And then he did the, he did the reverse of the pan, and it was perfect, you know, because now that could only happen because I had idea of what the editing the editing is about. True. Editing is. I have an idea of what the music should sound like. I have an idea of what the sound design should be. I have an idea of how to interpret a scene differently using different kind of sounds. Mm. You know, you you can it's it's like um, an exact it's it's like um, the Soviet montage where you have um, 
you have a still face and then you have mm -hmm. a baby crying and then the person is interpreted as being empathetic. And then you have that same still face and then you have uh, a naked um, lady and then the person is interpreted as a, a perv. Yeah. You know, so this is exactly just this is exactly how directing is. You know, this is exactly how filmmaking is. It's well, you know, in, in Hollywood now, for example, sorry, um a lot of people you, you realize that it almost seems like they frown on directors who don't know for let's say the production crew, basically frown at directors who don't know how to compose shots or understand cameras, understand lenses and so on. It almost seems like that is necessary. I don't know if you get what I mean. Um, we see this happen most times. And unfortunately, I guess maybe in Hollywood, you can have a director who basically will tell you the shot that they want, that they don't have to be specific as to whether they want it to be a medium close-up or maybe they want it to be a, a tracking shot or anything. They just basically tell you in this scene, this is what I want. So would you say maybe it's for a director, one of the things rather than editing, or maybe just as important as, as editing, is understanding cinematography to it to the to the highest level to the best of their very abilities. yeah very important as well very very important very important mm. okay. it's very right. important super super all right so hey we've come to that point where we have to wrap up the show but you have just been, you have been, you've been amazing and uh, as usual let's know your top five movies uh, I hope this didn't come as a shocker. But yeah, let's let's find out your top five movies, you know. So, you know, and and maybe we'll see if there are a couple of writer directors in there, so we know where some of the inspiration came from. I guess. <laughs> All right. So go ahead. What are your top five movies? Okay. So um, there's Sosi, a South African movie. There's okay. um, Incendi There's Incendiles by um, Denis Villeneuve, a Canadian filmmaker. It's 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 a beautiful film. There's nice. uh, Great Gats Great Gatsby by it's a great um, Gatsby. yeah which is just a, a classic for me classic yeah and then there's a fight club and then um, adventure yeah citizen king you know citizen king yeah super classic indeed all right <laughs> you know your movies fantastic stuff russell thank you so much this has been very very necessary and at the same time informative and uh, we hope we can catch you here again sometime soon. And yes, Thank hopefully, you. of course, uh, we catch you in good health at the same time. Also, you'd have done many, many more movies. And uh, we'll see more of you on the Talent X podcast, movie business podcast. Thank you once again, man. Thank you very much. Pleasure is all. Subscribe now to get more movie business podcasts.